0: Hey there, I'm Shane Anderson, producer with Schwartz Media's daily news show, 7am. This is The Weekend Read. Every fortnight on the show, we feature the best long-form writing in Australia, read to you by the people who wrote it. Today on the show, writer Jane Gleeson-White, with her piece from a recent edition of The Monthly. In the urban jungle of inner-city Sydney, Jane meets environmental lawyer-turn-activist Michael Mobbs. His ambition is to transform the concrete warren of terraces and narrow streets of Chippendale into a sustainable oasis. It's driven him to create, among other innovations, a public bench that doubles as compost to collect food waste from local cafes. Jane will read her story, The Seat of Our Plants, after a short conversation. Jane, thank you for joining us.
1: It's my pleasure. I'm really happy to be here to talk about compost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look to start off with, I'm curious to hear how it is that you first came across Michael Mobs and what it was that made you want to learn more about him.
1: Um, I first came about him because I've been writing about environmental questions, especially relating to financial and economic and accounting measures, since about 2010, and I met Michael at an event at the Glebe Town Hall, a local town hall, where he was speaking about his sustainable house, um, which was his sort of first intervention, personal intervention into reducing his carbon emissions in the late 90s. And I, having been in a very global context, my work is about global measures and I'd, you know, been the UN and the EU and the Wall Street hedge fund roundtable. And so I was looking at the big picture. And over the years that I was talking in that realm, I realised that the real action, the only change was going to happen um, on the ground with individuals, which I think everybody else knew years before I did. But um, anyway, so Michael was doing that and he's a very inspiring man and he has a really fantastic attitude to getting the work done, like not waiting for government, not waiting for legislation, not waiting for anyone else and just doing it himself. And I just found that incredibly inspiring and impressive. So that's how I became interested in him.
0: Yeah. And he's a really fascinating character. There's a point in the piece where he tells you he has two loves. First is water, which makes sense for someone who's done a lot of activism around water policy. And the second is decay. Uh, what is it uh, do you think about this idea of decay that's so fascinating for someone like Michael?
1: Um, I partly think he loves to be provocative. You know, he told me a story that was edited out about going to a school in Western Sydney and um, speaking to the year seven young women and saying that he was in love with decay and, you know, shocking them. But I mean, I guess basically decay is the most important part of the food cycle because that's where, well, I mean, obviously growing and eating food is important, but it's perhaps the bit of the food cycle that we have left out. And it's critically important because that's where the regeneration happens and that's where the soil is maintained and that's where the new crops can be fertilised. So he grew up in the country. So he just saw what we would call, you know, in the city, a circular economy. He saw that in action every day you know so effectively he's bringing his rural ways into the most densely populated suburb of inner city sydney and i just find that so incredibly inspiring and he does it with so much humor and kind of provocation um you know he's just a genuine leader and change maker jane thanks again and i'm looking
0: forward to hearing your piece thanks i'm looking forward to reading it Coming up after the break, Jane Gleeson-White will read The Seat of Our Plants. The Saturday Papers' food editors are some of the country's leading chefs, including Andrew McConnell, Otama Carey, David Moyle and Karen Martini. Let them guide your cooking when you sign up to Schwartz Media's free weekly newsletter, The Food. It features the latest recipe from The Saturday Paper, along with a selection of seasonal dishes suitable for all cooks. Subscribe today at thesaturdaypaper.com.au slash newsletters.
1: The Seed of Our Plants Michael Mobbs has a big dream. I want to end cafe and residential food waste in Chippendale by 2024, he says an environmental lawyer turned water activist and street gardener, Mobs is bringing change to the streets of the inner Sydney suburb that has been his home since 1978. His activism ranges from writing a potent clause into a state water policy to building a landmark inner-city sustainable house and developing a container that turns local food waste into soil in three to five weeks. If you want to bring change, you need follow through and persistence, he says. You've got to stick to it. This she'll be right attitude is wrong. She will not be right. We're sitting in a cafe near Mobbs's sustainable house, a radically converted 19th century terrace. It's a cool spring morning and he's wearing a knitted beanie and an old sweater. Despite his stated ambition, Mobbs has a winning way with self deprecation. I soon discover it's a manner that he spent a lifetime perfecting, perhaps due to a childhood illness that forced him to wear a caliper in primary school. This taught him how to survive bullies and gave him time to read a book a day. He's like one of those TV detectives who seem to be innocuous and just moseying around, but are actually shrewd, determined and fiercely intelligent. When required, mobs is also combative, And well practiced in wielding the law to challenge authority. But today we're here to talk about his latest endeavour community composting. I guess after my first love, which is water, my next thing is decay, he says. His latest innovation is a street side composting system known as a cool seat, which is designed to keep local food waste local here in the most inhospitable of environments a densely built suburb near the CBD with tiny gardens, courtyards and balconies at best and a record-setting scarcity of green public space per person. The cool seat looks like a raised garden bed with soil and plants fringing a wooden bench. This bench seats two to three people and is also a hinged lid covering containers for the food scraps deposited by local residents. The food breaks down naturally, helped by worms and regular turning for aeration by mobs and his team of interns and local volunteers. The seats are fully ventilated so there's no odour. The compost they produce helps to improve soil health and increase tree canopy, and the plants cool the footpath and provide food and herbs. The idea is ingenious and necessary, and also lovely community compost bins dressed as sweet-smelling wooden benches surrounded by flowers. I ask Mobs if he's seeking government backing with a view to legislative change and funding to install them at scale. I don't have time, he says. I'm just going to do it. After his years in law and local council, Mobs prefers to act locally and as independently as possible. He now manages the Cool Seats as part of a social business that donates half its profits to regeneration projects. But he initially developed the seats in partnership with sustainability expert John Fry, the New South Wales Environmental Protection Authority, and hashtag Love food, Hate waste New South Wales as part of a trial to end cafe food waste. Mobs and Fry designed and built the Cool Seats and in 2019 installed five in Chippendale and five in rural towns in and around Bathurst. The trial was completed in March 2022. Mob says the initial plan to send Chippendale compost to Bathurst was inefficient. The only way we're going to get change done in our time remaining is to use citizens, not governments, he says. We don't have time for all the approvals. One of the most common phrases I hear is, have you got approval? When I say no, you can see them shrink a bit because I don't know whether I'm verging on criminality or something similarly dangerous. We are not a free larrikin society. But thanks to his childhood on the land, mobs retains a larrikin streak. He grew up on a farm in central western New South Wales where the regular flooding of the Lachlan River taught him a lot about unpredictability, improvisation and the power and beauty of water. His love of water drove his self described rebirth in the 1990s. After a career as an environmental lawyer, which got off to a brilliant start when he successfully sued seven uranium mining companies in his 20s, he left the law to become a consultant. When the New South Wales government effectively ignored a report he contributed to as part of a 1993 1994 state parliamentary inquiry into Sydney water, and instead corporatized the Water Board, mobs ensured the relevant legislation and operating licence contained a clause that allowed anyone to disconnect from state water and sewerage. "'I no longer regarded the law as my best friend,' he says. "'It was a temporary thing only there "'until those with power changed it. "'The thing that I had uppermost in my mind "'was freeing us citizens "'from the monopoly control of the corporation.' Mobs immediately took advantage of the change. He renovated his kitchen and bathroom, installed water and sewage tanks and solar power and disconnected from the water and sewage mains. In 2015, he disconnected from the electricity grid. The renovation took three months, but he'd been researching it for three years to make sure it was foolproof and that anyone could copy it. I didn't want it taken over by engineers or lawyers, I wanted it so you could go to a local hardware store and buy everything and have it on your job the next week. In December 1996, then-premier Bob Carr launched Mob's renovated terrace as Sydney's first sustainable house, which attracted a tsunami of media, as Mob's described it. Two best-selling books by Mob's ensued, Sustainable House followed by Sustainable Food. The focus on food had emerged when he and his business partner, a builder, won the tender to fit out Google's new Sydney offices in 2006 because their plan included supplying fresh local food. As a result, Mob started growing produce, first in his garden and then in the street. He then launched a Food for the Future fair to get more people in Chippendale planting. It changed us. People who'd never held a shovel planted trees. In Shepherd Street, the council officer couldn't get the shovel into the soil, so he had to bring in a petrol-piled digger just to dig the soil. Shepherd Street is now abundant with plants, he says. But after reading United Nations' report on food waste, Mobbs realised once again that his actions to address carbon emissions were inadequate. I came to see that taking my house off-grid was a failure, he explains, while raising three fingers at me. I'm not giving you the finger, he says with a laugh, but if I ask you to view my fingers as a bar graph of countries by amount of pollution, the tallest finger, the most polluting finger, is China, then the United States, then food waste. When measured like a country, global food waste is the third biggest carbon emitter in the world. Faced with this information, mobs started thinking about garbage. In New South Wales, local council garbage collection is controlled by very few companies. He decided to break their monopoly on food waste. To Mobbs's maverick mind, this meant getting compost away from old blokes doing weird things in the back garden, he says. His solution? I gradually designed this seat that doesn't say what it is and is in full public gaze. As Paul McCartney wrote, Why don't we do it in the road? I think he had other things on his mind, but it's always struck me as a good line. I needed to compost the food in the street, he says. Take away the awfulness of it, the smell of it, the lack of style. Make it cool. And if people would sit on it, not knowing they're sitting on decaying food, not only would that give me a childish pleasure, but I would also reposition the idea of composting. Chimendale now has 15 cool seats. They turn between 300 and 400 kilograms of local food waste per week into about 20 to 30 kilograms of compost, which goes on local gardens, creating a nascent circular economy. During the pandemic, mobs improved the design to make the seats self-reinforcing and stable, using radial-cut timber and Japanese joinery to give them a lifespan of 20 to 30 years. They must be able to survive extremes of heat and cold, wet and dry, while composting food without odour. The first improved cool seat was installed in August 2023, and schools, businesses and community groups are now keen to buy them. To meet his ambition of zero food waste in Chippendale, MOBS needs to install about 264 cool seats by the end of 2024. His many years of activism have taught mobs that collecting and composting food waste to grow trees, cool streets and produce local food is the most effective way to reduce carbon emissions. We have about a thousand fruit trees, herbs and plants in Chippendale, he says. They don't grow well, they don't produce much, but they've changed the way people see food and their own power over their own food. This community endeavour gives Mobs great pleasure. But the greatest pleasure he receives from growing and composting food is the way it's changed his perception of sunlight, water and plants. I feel an intimate relationship with all that Earth gives us, he says. I have to show my love for Earth every day.
0: Weekend Reads, you can subscribe to The Weekend Read in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.